Hi, um, we're here today with John Carr from New Century Resources, NCZ, listed in Australia, approximately 500 million Australian market cap. Um, John, how's it going? Very good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Could you tell us a sort of broad overview of what New Century Resources does? Yes, so New Century Resources owns the Century Zinc Mine in, in Australia. Uh, we started operations about five months ago and we're looking to be a top 10 zinc producer in the world. And we're doing that through the reprocessing of tailings from, from the Century Zinc Mine. Excellent. Um, approximately how much are you processing right now? So the, uh, the tailings resource is about 77 million tonnes. Uh, right now we're getting to initial capacity of 8 million tonnes uh, per annum and we'll look to increase that to about 15 million tonnes by the end of this year, calendar year. Okay. What kind of investment do you need in CapEx to get to that stage? So to date we've raised about 95 million Australian dollars uh, and we have a $40 million debt facility. Uh, and, and that is pretty much what we will need uh, to, to get the operations up and running, which we've already done, and to get us to our nameplate of 15 million tonnes per annum to date. So the aim is to pay for that out of uh, cash flow from the operations. Excellent. Um, when do you think you'll be up to the 15 million tonne capacity? But by the end of 2019. Okay, and is there plans to go further than that in, in the coming years? Or? No, not, not really. Uh, 15 million tonnes per annum is quite a, it's quite a big operation. Um, we're constrained by the size of the, the plant that, that's there because we're taking the existing tailings and we're processing it through the uh, existing uh, processing plant. So the, the aim there is to utilise that full infrastructure without having to add a lot more capital because uh, that keeps our, our cost base very low. So we're constrained uh, by about 15 million tonnes per annum uh, of tailings, uh, and that, that produces about half a million uh, tonnes of zinc concentrate. So, so the, aim, the aim there is probably to look to uh, get it up to half a million tonnes per annum of zinc concentrate and look at how we can supplement tailings through the existing in situ resources uh, and, and or other identified resources on the deposit, which, which are, we are looking at. Excellent. You will be financing all of that expansion through cash flow, which is excellent. Um, the market always likes to hear that yes, give you more money. Exactly. Yes. Um, in in your own words, what would the key value propositions like? What what would be the good reasons for investors to invest in you now? Sure. Uh, so I guess the the, I, the single key biggest aspect of the project is the low operating cost. Because uh, when we acquired the mine, all the infrastructure was there. You're looking at a tailings resource. From a geological point of view, it's, it's practically de-risk. There's no geological risk. You know exactly what's there. Um, so we have a very, very low mining cost, uh, very low processing cost. And overall, we're in the bottom quartile uh, of the zinc cost curve. So that means you always want to be the last one to uh, turn your lights off when the zinc price fluctuates. So, uh, so that puts us in a very competitive uh, position in the global zinc market. Uh, the second point is that, as I said, all the infrastructure was in place. So apart from the investment for getting uh, the operations back up and running and some capital for the hydraulic mining, which is, which is greenfields, uh, we have very low capital requirements, so we have very low debt. So from an investor point of view, uh, you're looking at uh, a company which will be very strong in the, the peak and the trough of the zinc market and in a very good position.
from, from a debt point of view. Um, one of the things you've mentioned is that you own all of the infrastructure and the slurry pipeline and the port and all of those facilities. How specifically does that help the company? What advantages does that give you? Yes, so uh, we, we have the, the full underground slurry pipeline, which takes all of our concentrate from the mine site to the port, fully mechanized port facility, and the transshipper, which takes the, the concentrate from, from the stockpile at the port onto, onto the ships. So we own the full logistics supply chain. And that's, that's pretty key because that means we have very, very low cost for, for production and, and transport of, of our final product. So we own the full logistics supply chain. Uh, no one else in that region has, has anything like that. Uh, and, and for us to be able to have that from day one is, uh, means that we have a very, very low cost of production, everything downstream from, from actually producing the product. Does that have a resale value or do you think you could utilize it for other projects? Absolutely. Uh, I suppose that, that infrastructure gives us quite an interesting sphere of influence, as, as we call it, within the region. Because if you look at the different projects that are in that uh, region, there are a number of different base metal projects and zinc projects specifically. So that does give us the opportunity to look at sharing uh, and giving access to, to, to the pipeline, to the ports uh, longer term. I mean, certainly our focus is on how do we maximize uh, the utilization of those assets in the short term. But longer term, uh, yes, that gives us a number of different commercial outcomes that we can look at to continue to monetize the value, the sunk capital that's been put into that. Excellent. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the zinc market and why, despite the fact that you're de-risked for any sort of falls in the zinc price, why you think that zinc may or may not do well in the, in the coming years? Sure. Uh, so the, the zinc market uh, in, I suppose, the past 18 months uh, has went through, a, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. A lot of that was driven by the environmental regulations within China. Uh, a lot of zinc mines in China shut down. So that, that limited the amount of concentrate that was available in the market, and that caused a bit of a, a spike uh, in, in the zinc price. That's subsequently come back down now, but we're, we're seeing the, the problem shift down the market now where the smelters in China are now shutting down. So there's a, a limit in zinc metal. That will mean that there is more concentrate uh, available, but that will also keep the zinc market quite high. So the fundamentals of zinc are quite good. They're growing at about 2 to 3% per annum, generally on, on average, uh, which doesn't sound great. But when you put that in the context of the whole zinc market, you need about 250, 300,000 tons of zinc metal additional every year to meet that. So that's a new century a new new century every year in order to, to achieve that. So we, we see that the, the demand for, for zinc is, is quite good. Uh, and uh, from a supply point of view, we're, we're fairly well positioned because when you look at the other projects coming on, there's not that many new centuries or other large scale projects that are coming on to fill that gap. So, so we, we see the fundamentals are, are quite good and the zinc price should be quite good long term. Um. Why is it you think your team is well-placed to deliver this, the growth that you're looking for? Yeah, so I think that one of the key aspects that was important for us to be successful was to come at this with a very focused view. Um, we, we formed a lean, mean, junior-style mining company rather than a large-scale large, large scale company, which means that we have very low corporate overheads and we've got a very focused site-focused team. Uh, so that means that everyone has their eye on the prize. We've got one project right now, so that is the everyone's focus. And um, um, and we also have, I guess, a group of 
diverse individuals that, that are in our board and senior management, which come from a range of different operations uh, across Australia and across Africa, which bring different experiences uh, to help to help guide us and help us avoid the normal pitfalls when you start up a mining operation, uh, all the way from, from exploration to actual operations. So we, we feel like we've got a very diverse set of skills uh, that we can tap into in order to, to really uh, do what we say we, what we're going to do. Okay. So if we can dive in a little deeper, can you tell us a little bit about your board and your management team and why their backgrounds and experience can sort of makes them good at what they're doing and, yep. and how it helps the company move forward? Sure. So uh, Evan Cranston is our, is our chairman. Uh, Evan's got a, a long history in mine development, particularly uh, in Australia and Africa. Uh, he partnered with Patrick Walter, who's our managing director with a very similar background. So they bring a, a very uh, strong experience based in project developments and uh, funding. That is, that is complemented by Tolga Kamova, who is our corporate director. Tolga uh, is, is quite famous, particularly in the Australian context, for raising quite a large amount of money for some key projects uh, in, in Australia and Africa, particularly the Sierra uh, Graphite Mine in Mozambique. That's probably his, his claim to fame. Uh, and uh, so between the three of them, they're very quite, uh, they're quite well placed for uh, financing, for marketing the company, and for the, uh, the basics of, of developing a, a mining company. That's supported by uh, Peter Watson, who's our non-executive director. Peter Watson used to be the managing director of Sedgman. Sedgman is our engineering and operations partner on site. Uh, so Peter brings a wealth of experience of how you can look to uh, operate mine sites, but also partner up with, with contractors, which is, which is what we do. It's pretty key to our operations. Uh, really to, to get the best of both worlds, uh, to, to make sure that we keep a lean, mean team on site uh, and that that's the interaction between all of our contractors are, uh, is, is very well done. Uh, we also have uh, Tom Eady, uh, who is, a, um, is our non-executive director. He uh, uh, comes from Pazminko. He was actually on the original Pazminko team that uh, that developed the Century Mine, so he's very familiar with the uh, the geology of, of Century. But again, he brings a wealth of experience in exploration and development of, of different mineral assets. So when we're talking about the uh, the other potential assets on Century and regionally, uh, he's quite key in leading the the geology team there. And we also have Bryn Hardcastle, a non-executive director. But also, uh, I suppose, a bit of a in-house counsel as well. He's a he's a lawyer by by trade and, and runs a a law firm out of out of Perth. So, so he brings a lot of the corporate governance uh, aspects to to the business. So, I think we've got quite a good team built around all the different aspects that you would want uh, in in a junior mining company. That sounds like it. Now, you've got you know six years of. of my life ahead of you and you're ramping up to full full capacity you could probably eke i would imagine at least 10 years out of that but what do you think you're going to do post that you're you're making reasonable profits yep. considering you're in the lowest quartile of the cost curve yep. so what are you going to do? A, what are you going to do with those profits? Are you going to return them to shareholders yep. or are you going to expand and if so how do you intend to expand 
So right now, as it sits, we've got 77 million tons of tailings. We've got about 9 million tons of in situ ore. So as you said, that'll take us for about 10, 10 years of operations. Uh, we have an exploration program in place to look to add on resources into the back end of that. So if we can find uh, another large century, that would be fantastic uh, to keep us going into the future. But but ultimately, what what our value proposition is is that in in all of our operations, what we need to be doing is is rehabilitating the mine site, so shrinking the surface area of disturbance, so that the environmental bond comes down, the liability comes down, so that when we do get to the end of the economic life, where every last steric of uh, zinc has been removed, mm -hmm. um, we the the remaining environmental liability is quite low. So uh, during that time, of course, we will be producing profits. Uh, and because we are solely focused on century right, right now, the idea is probably to look at returning that to, to shareholders through, through dividends, another thing that investors like to hear. Um, but the other thing that we've, we've seen is that this is a bit of a, a niche in the mining industry. And uh, there are a number of opportunities that we could look at to effectively rinse and repeat. This, this business model to look for other mines which are either shut down, about to shut down, or have been shut down for some time, uh, and look at, at, I guess, refocusing and re-looking at, at what was there to see if we can um, repeat the business model um, in, in other mines in Australia and abroad. Okay. A bit of a difficult question puts you on the spot, but why, if you do buy into the the idea that zinc is there's steady increasing demand and and no significant increases in supply and the price should be steady if not increasing in zinc going forward why should we buy you versus one of your competitors uh so again i think it comes down to to being the the lowest cost uh and and i think that's something that we're we're going to be very solid on we have a very very low uh mining costs uh, you can see some uh, photos in our in our presentations where you see hydraulic mining. It's effectively uh, high pressure hoses. Um, and so, so we. It, and I don't mean to uh, understate uh, the the importance of it or or the uh, the nuance of it, but our our overall cost of production is quite low. So if you have a new mine coming on, a new greenfields mine coming on, a they're going to have a lot of capital they've got to pay back. B they're going to have quite high costs typically at the start until they get to their their production. Um, uh, and, and see, well, they're in the future and we're, we're now. So we're, we're up and running now. Um, we've, uh, we're predicting our first uh, positive cash flow quarter and obviously going forward, upwards and, and onwards from here. So I think, I think when you look at the fundamentals of, of New Century versus our peers, uh, I think it would be hard pressed to find other companies that could, um, that could beat us. It's a decent point to make. Um, so if I'm sort of summarizing what I see to be sort of things that investors can look forward to this year, um, ramping up on yep. time yep. and on budget to full capacity. Yeah, um, that's right. 1.8 billion in free cash flow at, at a long-term zinc price yep. over, over the life of mine. Yep. Um, looking for potentially um, new resource on your existing project or potentially new projects to bring into the company. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it looks like you're also divesting opportunities for non-core assets. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so uh, the history of New Century was that it was it had a previous life, as a, a lot of mining companies do, uh, and in that, that previous life it owned a, a coke and coal asset in, in the United States. Very good coke and coal asset, but doesn't really fit our business model, so we're looking to divest that. 
So we've got an active divestment process of that. That, that project's called the Kodiak Coal Project in, in Alabama. Um, the, the second uh, uh, aspect of the, the company, more to do with Century, is that it, we, we actually own a, a cattle station, quite a large cattle station that, that surrounds our mining lease. And, and that's, that was for a lot of historical reasons that um, the, the previous owners, um, CRA at the time, had a philosophy of buying up all the land. Uh, around the mining lease because that, that gives them, uh, I suppose, control and also bargaining chips for when they're, when they're looking to, um, uh, to, to put different agreements in place. Uh, and anyway, the long story short is we ended up uh, with the uh, Lawn Hill and Riversley uh, pastoral stations, which currently runs about 35,000 head of cattle. Now, it's a very, it's a very interesting business, uh, very high pro- pro- product, very prospective. Um, but again, we're not in the business of, of selling cattle. We're in the business of digging up zinc. So um, we're, we're looking at a potential divestment process uh, for that uh, with, uh, I suppose, a, um, a partner that's, that understands what we're doing in the short term, but with the aim of, of, uh, of longer term returning all that back to the um, Aboriginal community who is, who's in, already invested in it. Currently. Excellent. So you're ramping up and it's fully covered costs, so there'll be no sort of increases in calling to the market. Um, and you could have potentially a little bit of extra cash coming in from divestments. How is your program for finding new projects going? Are you looking for tailings projects or zinc projects? Uh, probably, I, I would say both. Um, where right now, I, I, I think that the big focus is on is on Century and on the expansion of Century and getting that to, to nameplate and seeing what other uh, uh, deposits are on on the site. Uh, I think the any new project will will be um, it will be bespoke and it will be will evaluated on, each on its own merits to see if they fit the business model. But certainly, it would be either. Or both of those. It could be another. It could be another tailings play. It could be another zinc play, or it could be another zinc tailings play. Um, I think we would maybe longer term look to diversify uh, across uh, other metals. That would be ideal for us and probably for our investors too. Uh, but certainly now, I'd say if if you if I had to split my our focus, I would say certainly 95 percent of our focus is on getting Century up and running up. Uh, ramped up and extending out that mine life. So any investors looking to come into the company should be looking at Century um, and you know the blue sky is always blue sky. Um, is there anything else you would want investors to know? Uh, look I think the other the other unique uh, proposition is that we own the full logistics supply chain so beyond the the mine the Century mine itself there's a 304 uh, kilometer underground slurry pipeline. There's a fully mechanized port facility in, in Karumba, which is on, on the water. Uh, and we own the, the Wunmar Trans Shipper. So that was the, the full logistic supply chain, which took zinc from, from mine all the way to port and onto the ships. Uh, and when we acquired the, the company, we acquired all of that. So we're not, uh, we're not beholden to anyone. We've got the, the full logistic supply chain, which is, is, is a bit unusual as well. And again, puts us in a very strong position. And, and also regionally, when you look at the, the amount of uh, investment that's been put in that, that infrastructure and you look at the other assets uh, in that region, that, that there are other opportunities for joint development or, or joint utilization of those assets going forward. So I, I think that's, that's a pretty key 
a key uh, advantage for us as well. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think the catalysts are going forward for the company and also what's going to fundamentally drive the share price um, beyond where it is right now? Sure. So I think historically, New Century has always been looked at a mine development company. So when people try to derive a evaluation and then the share price is uh, derived from that, people look at it from a, a discounted NPV. So I think now that we are going into, now that we've gone into operations and now that we're starting to produce cash, we'll go through a re-rating. That, that's typically what happens with, uh, with mining companies when you go from a, a developer to an operating uh, entity. So then it just becomes a matter of, well, what multiple then gets put on, on the cash that, that we produce? And obviously it's important for us to demonstrate that we produce the cash that we, we say we're going to do. So I think demonstrating that we are, are producing cash is going to be the first catalyst that will, will cause a re-rating for, for the company and how investors will, will value the business. The second is obviously the zinc price. Uh, like any, any company, when the zinc price goes up, um, we'll, our, our, our profits go up and then we, we produce more money. So we, we are, uh, I guess, bullish on, on the zinc price. We don't think it's going to be quite as high as it was uh, it, uh, mid last year, but certainly we believe it will be higher uh, than, it, than it is currently. So, so that, that will give us uh, growth as well. So, and the third, I think, is, is continued demonstration of, of extension of mine life. So people don't see this to be a short term asset of only six to seven years that that when we start to really uh, put forward the value of the in-situ resources the potential for exploration and people see that that the mine life will extend again people will uh, start to treat us a bit differently with how they they rate the company are there any sort of specific time periods in the future where you think some of these announcements will come out so we we put out our quarterly uh, cash flow on the 21st of January. Uh, in that, we said that we're predicting our first positive quarter of cash th this quarter, uh, and it's going to be onwards and upwards from there. So your guess is as good as mine as to how many quarters or, or how long people need to get comfortable that that, that re-rating will happen. Uh, we're also uh, going to be releasing our pre-feasibility study on the integration of in-situ operations into our current operations, which again will allow people to go from a six to seven year mine life to a 10 year mine life. So I think in the next three to six months, that, that's when you'll, you'll start to see the, 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 hopefully the dial will move a bit on, on, the, on the business. Yeah. You also intend to be at full capacity um, by year end, if that's Yes, correct. that's right, by the end of calendar 2019. So that's a good solid year of milestones to try to achieve. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, if you, if you look at the history of the company over the last two years, we've been fairly aggressive. And, and that's been key for us is to, to deliver on, on our promises. And we're a young, hungry team. Uh, if you look at the history of the company in the last two years, we've been you know pretty bullish. We've been very strong on ourselves to set aggressive timeframes. And I think that is something that we will continue to do. Uh, but but I think if you look at our track record, we've done everything that we've said we were going to do. If you looked at what we were going to do in the last 12 months and the last two years. So it, it is aggressive, but we think it's, it's achievable. And um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting 2019. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you in the coming months. And thank you so much for your time. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Yourself? So we hear you met recently with New Century Resources formerly New Century Zinc from Australia. Um, so tell us a little bit about your thoughts on your discussions with them and what you think of the company. 
I like them. I like New Century a lot. Um, I invested in their first round a couple of years ago, um, and they've consistently executed um, for us. Um, I have a sort of four-tier system for, for judging companies, and um, New Century ticks all my boxes. Well, tell us about those four tiers. Well, the first is, is management um, and their ability to execute. I like management with a good track record that has all of the skills required to execute. New Century, they have an excellent, their team has all got tons of experience. Um, and for the last two years, um, they've had a very aggressive execution schedule. And for every target that they've made, they have hit on time and under budget. Um, which is a rare thing in the mining world, so I, I have a lot of hope for them going forward. Um, the next is financing. Um, companies that are beholden to the market for financing um, always run a risk and always trade um, at, less, at less money. Um, New Century raised their money early um, and has gotten into cash flow early and on time, which means their next stage of development to increase their cash flow um, is completely funded. So they don't have to come back to the market. So that's that's really important to me in terms of their ability to to perform in the market. Um, the next thing I need is a good asset, um, and I prefer at a minimum the bottom half of the cost curve. Um, ideally, the bottom quartile. And New Century is solidly in the bottom quartile of the cost curve, which means no matter where the zinc price goes, they're going to make money, um, and they're going to be the last ones to turn the lights off. So. Um, and they've got a good six years um, in their present mine plan. I think that this year that will easily expand to 10 years. And if they have any exploration success, that will expand to um, 15 or so years, which is a great sort of long time of cash flow ahead of them. I think they're supposed to make 1.8 billion over their present mine plan in terms of revenues. And, and that's enough to keep me happy. So it's an economic asset and, and awesome. the bottom quartile of the cost curve. So I'm very happy about that. And last but not least is news flow. Um, a company needs to have news flow if they expect to perform in the public space. And they've got lots of news flow coming up. They're hitting positive cash flow for the first time um, in this quarter. Um, they're ramping up from, I believe, 8 million tons of production up to 15 million tons. Um, to full nameplate capacity, and they'll be hitting milestones on that all through the year. Um, they'll so also what do you mean by, when you say nameplate capacity, what does that mean? So they've got a mill that processes their, their tailings, and ideally you want to be running the maximum, you want to run the maximum amount of material through that mill to maximize your, your potential revenues and profits. And right now they're running at about eight, um, and they can get it all the way, they could run up to 15 million tons a year, and that's what they intend to get to by the right. end of the year. Um, and then in addition to that, they are expanding their resource, um, and that's that's just, you know, lo longer life. So all of that just means more cash, fundamentally, uh, news flow that leads to more cash in the hands of shareholders. Okay, so you, you're, you're quite attracted, obviously, by the cash component. What, if, uh, what does that mean for shareholders in terms of share appreciation? Why should people invest or think about investing? Well, it means that they have all of the sort of three or four major milestones they have to hit this year all mean that they will have more cash in the bank. And ultimately, their, their MPV or their valuation will go up. And the, the more often they hit 
those milestones on time and on budget, um, the better rating the market will give them. So being worth more and being as a sort of valuation and trading at a better multiple by executing on those milestones should all lead to share price re-rating. Interesting. Okay. We'll definitely want to watch. Great. Thanks for the update. Thank you very much for watching our video. We do aim to give you informed and intelligent information with which to make your investment decisions. So if you liked what you just saw, please give us a thumbs up. And if you want to see more insightful, in-depth, honest and unbiased interviews, then please click the subscribe button. So thanks again for watching and we look forward to seeing you again soon.